Hello and welcome to Sunnyside Podcast Show Episode 7 with me, Scott. And me, PJ. And me, Ron. Previously on the Sunnyside Podcast Show. Ron is, is further along than us in this process because you know you have a problem and has um, and have thus annexed yourself yes, from I, the I, toy I've buying. Just dealt with it by just cutting myself off. Cutting myself off. Cutting myself off. What are we talking about this week? What's on the follow-up? Well, let's see. Now, as I recall, what happened was uh, Scott and I were talking about being on bargains. Uh, so being on bargain hunt, we talked about uh, the, the fact that we Scott and I both kind of had started picking up all the Batman figures that you get. And you quite, you sat there, you sat there. Not there, but in the other place we were. You sat there and said, "Oh, I'm done. I, I've got these. I've got these. Uh, what do you call it? The twi- oh, the Batman 1966. The, yeah. No. Yeah, I've got the no, but I've got the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles figures from the original, whatever it was, and I am done. And then, and then, then we get a little blast saying, "Oh, <laughs> oh, I've I've done something." <laughs> no, I think no, I think what happened was he sent he sent a text saying. Does anybody want Catwoman? <laughs> and I was like, "Well, what do you? Why have have you just seen this out and about? Are you? No, I'm I, I'm driving around all of the B and M bargains. Were you driving around all of them? Oh, this didn't happen in the, this didn't happen in Slack. This happened in text messages. You, see, I, you didn't uh, see this. Oh, I, didn't I took see the this. week off work. <laughs> <laughs> Ostensibly to do nothing." But on the Monday morning, I woke up and I found myself driving towards the nearest B&M. <laughs> it's like you blacked out. I blacked out and I woke up and I was in my car and I had a bag full of B&M bargain toys and I didn't know what was going on. And Susie went, Ron, Ron, come back, come back. Because it's too late, Susie. I don't know what I've done. I'll kill again. So many mad hatters. <laughs> so I started in Downpatrick. Downpatrick? <laughs> For anyone who doesn't aware isn't aware of our geography, that's, so did you drive that's a to, far distance from did where you we drive are. Drive to the furthest B and M and decide to work your way back. I just thought I'd go to the near, the near, the nearest far away one and count you down. <laughs> <laughs> Although he might be onto something because I don't think any of them people out in fucking County Down are taking any figures off the shelves. Well, I mean, I'll. Uh, well, I, I got to the first one, <laughs> and then. <laughs> The first I, one. I, I, I picked up a few there. <laughs> a few. Nope. And then I found myself driving up the inside of Strangford Lock and thought, <laughs> I'll go to Cumber. Cumber doesn't have one, so I went to Newton Ards. Uh, I go, were you just, just heading to places that might have a and m Bangers got two. <laughs> <laughs> this is pretty good. <laughs> There's like six in Belfast. And I went to all of them. <laughs> And, and some, I mean, the problem was, in a lot of them, they 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 just uh, they all seem to have the same yeah the same figures that no one wanted. Like I said, there was umpteen Mad Hatters. Yeah, I could have had a Mad Hatter at every stop. <laughs> <laughs> and to be honest, I'm probably going to go back and get a Mad Hatter at this point because <laughs> you didn't get one. No, I, I, just, I just, the Mad Hatter is. I, I think I blame the fact the character design on the Mad Hatter is a bit shit because it's a bit crap looking. Yeah, it, it doesn't look I don't look really, great. It's not an attractive looking figure. The rest of the figures are all big and chunky. Although, and... although that said, when you open the Mad Hatter up, the, the, the 
quality of the plastic material used on the coat is very satisfying. Okay. So you have a Mad Hatter? Of course I do. Oh God! That's, I think that, that's I thought, the one I that I that. that's the one I gave my youngest oh, son yeah, who course. wanted Batman yeah. figures, yeah, 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 and yeah. I was refusing to buy three different Batman so figures, I so we, I gave him the Mad Hatter. What was your haul? Yeah, what'd you get? Dun, dun, I got a Poison Ivy, a oh, Catwoman, nice. a Batgirl. Oh. Uh, oh, this is, hang on, Batman. this is weird. Because I, I mean, it wasn't like a deliberate decision, but I never I picked up very few of the female figures. I mean, I said this last time, I like the big chunky heavy figures, so Bane and Killer Croc and stuff. Uh, and, and so those small, smaller sort of uh, effeminate figures, female figures, have been kind of, mm, they don't really, they, you don't they lack the chunkiness. You don't think you're getting your money's worth for them? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> could, could well be. Um, although I, I do have the, uh, I think it's the Batgirl, and it's a lovely looking figure. So Which Batgirl? Yeah, because oh, there's, the, yeah, there's one from Batman Animated Series and one from the new Batman Adventures. Oh, I don't know. So it's, it's, a nice it's one. basically red box or blue box. Oh, I can't remember. It's not in the box. I know. But, <laughs> well, well, is she in a black costume or is she in oh, a grey costume? I can't remember. I can't remember. I only... I've only seen the black and purple costume. <clears throat> I haven't seen any of the other one. Okay. Um, well, the other the figure I got that I enjoyed the most, I got a in. But oh, got, it's cool, isn't uh, it? Peng- Did you take it out of the back? Penguin's oh, so Penguin's nice. kind of cool as well. That's yeah. a really nice figure. Yeah. Did you take the Bane out of the box? Yeah. Did you take any of them out of the box? Oh, they're yeah. all out of the box. Yeah, the th- best thing about the Bane is how that Are they in this plastic room? on the cable. No, they're all up the window, oh, right, at the okay. top of the stairs. You can look at them later. Okay. <laughs> we'll post a picture of of, uh, of Ron's treasure trove. I they aren't all posed yet. I don't think that's worth doing yet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get a Batman? I got the um, the Batman animated adventures one, the 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 second series Batman, the okay, the better the gray one. one with the. Uh, did you change his coil? I did yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, and actually, for those not listening in Northern Ireland, coil is actually I can't pronounce it any other way. It's got to be, have a different C-O-D- pronunciation. Yeah, C O W L. Yeah, it's like, like the there, word coil. No good I know, way to pronounce I know that I'm not saying tile right. So I can't cowl. be saying Kyle, right? Kyle. It's Kyle. Kyle and Kyle rhyme properly yeah. normally in other, other well, dialects Batman, of English. Batman's Kyle means something very different in Northern Ireland <laughs> than it does anywhere else. That's why you can no, see that, his nipples. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's why Kyle is Batman. <laughs> uh, that, that, that's just for the local listeners. Yeah, it's a local listener thing. That's it, yeah. yeah. And uh, while I was out and about, they got a phone call from um, Stuart, my boss and mate, who was oh, in Oma. Shit. And he was like, I, I told him what I was doing with my day off. <laughs> and he said, well, I'm in Oma and I can see a B&M right now. So he, he pulled into one there and had a look for me. And to be honest, the, the stock level was roughly the same there as it was in the B&M in West Belfast that I was standing in at that time. I don't think, I mean, there's one part of me that desperately hopes that inside B&M Bargain, someone's going, right, lads, we'll put out all the shitty figures now. Let's start releasing the really cool ones. Just now, now that everyone's given up, let's do, some, let's put out a bunch of man bats waiting in the back. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Man bat. Well, I definitely I, I saw a man bat Grail. one time in the no, real... In the no, real no, I did, I no, did. Those man I bats, did. I had to check, they actually were on sale for like a tenner at some yeah. point. Yeah, like the, for me, the Holy Grail was Gordon. Yeah, Gordon, yeah, and it that was a, like yeah. I thought was the one I'd always resign myself. I'm no, just going to have to buy right, it on okay, eBay. Okay, we, we, I don't want to go over old grind. Here's yeah. the thing, right? So Ron, the Ron, of course, when he does fall off the the, the wagon to buy I extra figures, yeah. he falls hard. So yeah. he goes the first day he, go, he blacks out and wakes up in the middle of a car journey driving to the near furthest being not the nearest being M bargains like a normal fucking person, but the furthest being M bargains. The so furthest I was willing to go on that day. <laughs> But here's the thing, he also sent us a message on Slack, said, here, what do you think of this one's voice? And it was a 
Batman. It was a Batman Adventures figure, more articulated for the same thing. Oh, the Mondo, and it was, it was the, 140 quid. The Mondo. No, in fairness, <laughs> your it's, in fucking fair, mind. I'm only buying these things because they're cheap. In fairness, it's one sixth scale. <laughs> So, yeah, it's, so it's enormous. Oh, but it yeah. would look wrong compared to the others. Uh, yeah, I mean, you're not going to find a bell jar from Ikea that this Batman is going to fit into. But it does look stunning. How I mean, I, I tempted were you? By did, that one? Yeah. Did you order it? Um, no, I did not. I would have ordered it if, they, uh, if the Mondo Special Edition had been available still. Uh-huh. What was, but, what was, is it, was it the one with the cape? With it comes with the extra cape, which oh, is the yeah. big spread out cape oh, okay. on the, the, end, side. the one from the end of the, the title credits. Like when yep, you stand in the that's it. Yeah, so you yeah. can do the, the pose the from pose, the, yeah. the cartoon. Oh. And it's a really, really nice figure. But it's only like $20 more than the, the other the ones. So really, you're, you're paying 20 bucks for the cape and a couple of um, other accessories. Yeah. But it's not on sale anymore. It was, taken on. It was only didn't. on sale for like two weeks or something. Yeah. So, yeah, but there is like Ron sent me a sent me a picture of um, the DC uh, artist design edition ones. He found a Darwin Cook Batman. Oh right, oh, uh, which was he, it in B and M. Which no, yeah, yes, it was. Yeah, which he is hit, which he is hidden for me in the B and M in Conswater. Whether or not it's still Whether there, or not still I don't there know. who knows? Uh, well, see, yeah. But what? Yeah, <laughs> but what I think happens with these is they get. It looks like they get one box mm-hmm. of six figures. Yeah, maybe two, and they put under the same boxes, and they put them out on the shelf, yeah. and they keep them there until they're no one all knows gone. What they're putting out, they're just putting out like, things. So yeah. you've got to check every single day, which is a, um, a shame. I don't mind checking. This is like the funnest treasure hunt I've ever done. <laughs> I'm going to be in Dan Patrick again tomorrow. Does anybody remember geocaching? <laughs> this is like geocaching, except I don't have to go somewhere that I'm unfamiliar with. I remember geocaching my way up and down the the lagging, um and finding absolutely nothing, <laughs> and being convinced that some geocache vandal had been there ahead of me and just threw them all into the River, <laughs> I'm not fucking fighting this one, <laughs> and it goes splash. Uh, oh, lordy! So yeah, that is is quite the. So and and how much have, how much did you spend? Probably about eighty quid. Oh, I, not, I mean, that's you, ten figures. You, that's yeah, not bad, like you, really. that's and you're puffing ball. out your cheeks like you have more than ten oh, yeah, figures. Oh yeah, like there's <laughs> really spend more than just, that. Yeah, you just didn't spend it all in one go. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you yeah. just didn't blow your load in one day. <laughs> because I mean, that is that is a good day, like. Setting them up and rearranging them all is going to be fun, but from here on out, you're going to be getting one at a time, yeah. And that's that, that's yeah, yeah. That's a downward spiral to oh, ordering yeah, the Mondo yeah, special yeah. edition yeah, of yeah. some scalper on eBay. That's well, uh, I, I made a an Amazon wish list of every single figure that I wanted, <laughs> and it was most of them. No, I could also I could also have got <laughs> what, what did you leave out? Like I said, I could have got um, I could have got a Mad Hatter. I didn't. Okay, uh, okay. and there was a Satana. Anna. Yeah, I, I have I, the 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 female kind of magician. Oh right, one. oh nice. yeah. Yeah, I kind yeah. of felt a bit weird about the figure, to be honest. Okay, because she's wearing because she's wearing like the Baywatch cut. Yeah, yeah. And it's just the bare legs. And yeah. I kind of looked at him and went, I don't know, I don't want to have to explain this to everyone who comes up and down my stairs. <laughs> you could, I mean, I, I I have not. I think I've maybe done this on one figure, not this specifically, but done this kind of thing. Uh, you could alter it and paint your own little crisscross uh, tights on there. Okay, and that that, that would maybe... that doesn't make it better. <laughs> What are you doing, Ron? I'm painting some tights on my figure. <laughs> painting some decency back are, on this there harlot. Are, there are people that, that do modify figures. Yeah. I mean, sometimes they're really cool. Actually, and I sometimes saw, um, they're like, ooh. Uh, uh, Robin, from uh, who used to do the, the orbiting pod, huh? he had ordered a custom Jack Kirby Funko hmm. pop. Now, I don't know who he got to do it, but it looked awesome. So people are doing, people are kind of putting these skills... Um, out there and you can order these kind of custom built uh these kind of custom builds 
thing. Oh, the is... Demonetrican. That's what I really want. The who? Oh, yeah, God, they have that down in, in Forbidden Planet. Down Do they have it? Who, 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 I missed who is it? Uh, Etrigan. It is amazing. But it comes with the witch boy. Yeah. And, and Which one's Etrigan? Etrigan's the demon who talks in rhyme. He's kind of a Kirby-esque character. Chunky. And, oh, I haven't and... seen that one. Garth and John did an awful lot of work oh, with... Oh, yeah, uh... yeah, they did. They oh, did really? It. Yeah, they had the, the other ones. But it's they a had... beautiful figure because it's the, the, the my favorite kind of figures are ones where the you can see that the design of it is very clearly heavily based on the original artist's artwork. And there's a you know that's that's still Bruce Tim, but there's a Kirby esque influence to it. And it's the same as the Hellboy figure that I have of of the Hellboy and the the what's it was it the Seven Ghosts the, or the something heads thing? Yeah. Yeah, the heads thing, which is about 150 quid now if you try if you can find one to buy. But I took it out of the box and <laughs> put it near the window, and then the fucking sun. Sunshine faded half oh. of it, so he's. It looks like he's sort of. That's the thought vague. I had this morning when I was looking at my Batman figures. They are all against the window, so yeah, that's to... a bad thing. Too, yeah, the, the other the other one them. that they had uh, in the one at Farside, which you might be interested in, is they had batman in his antifreeze outfit oh yeah which yeah. is a really big figure it's oh, a really like a, big chunky like big figure. figure yeah i like a big chunky yeah. figure um, they have the, there's a really weird um set that I, it's the dark knight returns set yes where, with the big chunky batman and the oh, superman yeah yeah yeah, 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 the yeah, 20, yeah it's like they have it down to that, like 24 quid or 20 quid or something like that no this is the one quid? that's in the uh, the animated series series it's, it's, <gasps> it's, <laughs> Wait, what? The animated series version of the Batman of the Dark Knight, and uh, oh. it, it, I think it's from some. It's, it's one episode where there's they... one episode where it's, it's like Tales of the Batman or something, yes. and they have all these different kinds of Batman through it, including they the have... dark, the best version of the Frank Miller Dark Knight via Bruce Tim kind of version. Yeah. Of well, it. and this comes in. This is in the, the single figure blister packs. Yeah, well, it's it's maybe a box. Where, it's maybe a box this? set. No, I didn't see the figure. I want the figure. Oh, oh okay. After... Uh... Ugh. I'm not paying full retail for something that I desperately want. <laughs> Are you crazy? I thought that was there. Oh, I was nearly out to run out to get it. No, I mean, the Frank Miller set for uh, The Dark Knight Returns seems like a really good set, but then I kind of, I don't know, it seems, it seems very unposable. Yeah, I, I yeah, it's a it's a weird one because I, I do love, I, I love The Dark Knight Returns and I love the chunky Batman the only figure in that that really is convincingly awesome looking that looks like it's drawn is the Joker. The Joker one, yeah. Yeah, it's weird because they and like, but and I think it's partly because Miller's art is quite untranslatable for for some of the three D stuff, maybe. Yeah, but, um, then, but then I found online there is actually a for a tenner on Amazon you can buy Batman in his um, the big electrical suit that he oh, fights. Oh yeah, 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 I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. and it's, it's only a tenner, so I might just buy that one instead. <laughs> one of us. One of us. <laughs> Uh, I do like that we've had, I mean, we, we don't get much feedback yet, uh, but we have some people going, oh yeah, B&M Bargains, yeah, yeah. In- including B&M I did Bargains. Re- I, did, I did reach out to B&M Bargains. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, um, for sponsorship? Yeah. <laughs> this podcast they backed is... away slowly. Yeah. <laughs> I asked, I I told them about the podcast and I asked if they wanted to, to donate some Batman figures for us to give away to any of our listeners. Yeah. They, yeah, the did thing, not, they did not respond. The thing is, the thing is, I mean, the the great thing about those Batman is they are cool. And like shops like B and M Bargains normally only do really crappy knockoffs. Yeah. Now, speaking of crappy knockoffs, I went to see the David Bowie Experience. Oh God, the six out of ten segue, but okay, we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll let it go. Six out of t- six out of ten is generous. All right. Well, no, do you know what I want to talk about? What I want to talk about is concerts generally. I don't like concerts. <laughs> Why am I not surprised? What's the next subject? <laughs> I, 
<laughs> Moving on. Well, it's right. I just want to look. I want to. You right. You're so I'm wrong. Not you've actually you've done concerts. You've, yes. You've performed at concerts as a musician. I have. That's right, haven't you? And how big would they? I mean, I say concerts, but I mean, have they been small gigs or they've been? I've what's pl- the biggest? I've played everything from like tiny little gigs where absolutely no one was there apart from maybe like the band's girlfriends. Okay. And I played you know music festivals. Okay, and and see, like when you're up on stage, is that like, do you feel that's a command? I mean, do you feel you're in command of this, or do you feel like I, I you're ignoring everyone that's out there, and and you're just in in your own little world? Or how, how does it work? How does it? What does it feel like? Um, at its best, it feels like a, a genuine sort of God. This sounds really wanky. Uh, feeding back and forth off the audience. Okay. And, you know, I I was quite a one of the reasons I'm probably not in the band anymore. It's quite, I'm quite a vocal vocalist. Okay. In between songs, I like to talk a lot. And okay. Chat directly to people. Uh, not um, like on this show. No, no. It's, uh, <laughs> so, like, do you put a mic in front of you normally in your diet? What was? <laughs> or a camera? A camera. A camera's even it makes it physically makes him shrivel up. Anyway. <laughs> but um, yeah. So I mean, that that's the most enjoyable part of it is whenever you feel like the audience are you know, hanging off every word. You know. Okay. And you, and you, Scott, you you like con- I'm assuming you like concerts. I played in the band for a long time. Oh, did you? Yeah, I, yeah, I was in a band called yeah. Sparks Fly. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. So, and it's, but I mean, the experience of going to a concert is different than the experience of being like. Yeah. And and did you enjoy that? Is that a thing you kind of really loved, or was it sort of I I want to play this music. I have to do it in this venue because otherwise I'm just twiddling in my yeah, guitar I, in my room. I didn't dislike it. Okay. But I didn't get like. I didn't get the 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 heady rush that some people like living for performing live or anything like that. Okay. I I am too. I I'm mostly concerned about playing everything note perfect okay. and, and and getting it right and it sound and it sounding good and that just then that's what he kind that's of what drives trying, my yeah. yeah. It's like I have a good set if I didn't fuck up Ooh. rather than like having a a back and forth with the audience or whatever. Plus I wasn't the singer, so I I didn't. So it's like Guitar Hero for you, yeah. <laughs> Like actual guitar hero, yeah. 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 Uh, so, right, what was your first 82. concert? Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, I'm assuming that's a guitar hero reference. I, I don't get yeah, it. score at the, first, at the end of the first concert I ever went to. Yeah, first concert I ever went to was the Wiggles. <laughs> I was Republica and Keanu Reeves's band Dogstar. Really? Oh, right. Yeah. Wow. Okay, that's it. A... They played. They played an outdoor gig. Uh, in the grounds at the Waterfront Hall. I remember this. In yeah. 19... It was the week that The Matrix came out. Wow. Because my parents went to see The Matrix and picked us up after the gig. <laughs> oh, I so, Such remember a weird when publicity we... tour for I Keanu. <laughs> Come see my unlikable band. Yeah. So, yeah, Keanu Reeves was the bass player in this band, Dogstar. Uh, mm-hmm. So they supported Republica. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the next night was Co.UK this is and Divine Comedy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. How old were you? How old were you then? This I, Matrix came out in 1996, yeah, didn't it? Yeah, no, 99. 99? Yeah, 99. Shit, I was probably older than I should have been. Maybe it wasn't. Was the weekly Matrix come out? I remember being a lot younger than that. So 99, I would have been f- uh, 15. Okay. Yeah, 15. I was 29. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> what was your first concert going? There's a, there's a blur around sort of the period of 90, 92, 93, where I, I, think my, I, th- I, th- I genuinely think my first concert was Nirvana. That's that's worse than him seeing Nirvana for his first gig. <laughs> so it was around that period. It was it was either Nirvana, Rage Against Machine, or um These are all cool bands, I'm Alex assuming. And Chains. It was oh my it was, god. It was because there was a summer where basically all these bands played. Oh. 
I'm surprised it wasn't, I'm surprised it wasn't was that it? Sonic Youth gig in Gyros that everybody I've ever met was at. No, I'm far too young for that. My, my first gig was Prince in... Oh, fuck me. 92? Hold on, how are you doing your... How are you going 92? to the, your, the very first gig no, not in 92, the same no, year no. that Ron is going to... The PJ's very... older than me. Yeah, his first gig, he should have been at gigs long before you. I didn't... I don't like music. <laughs> <laughs> I went to see Prince because uh, the girl I was going out with at the time said, let's go and see Prince. I went, yeah, all right, then that would be fun. And we went to RDS down in Dublin and it was, it was fucking huge. And Prince was good. Prince was all right. I enjoyed Prince. And then the next... <laughs> I, I, think, I, think, I think I read that on his Wikipedia page. <laughs> Prince is good. Prince is all right. The thing, the thing is, that's when I discovered I don't like concerts. Okay. <laughs> I was really uncomfortable. I just felt like, oh, this is really on. I'm not enjoying this. I don't enjoy this. I can't let go. I can't be, I can't just go, hmm, okay. I don't know what other people are doing. I'm standing there going, I'm aware I'm in a big field with I lots get, of other uh, yeah, people. Yeah, I get that as well. I become very self-aware. Yeah. That I'm surrounded yeah, and it's if I if and there's I like people to your left dancing leave. and stuff, and people to your right dancing. You're going, why are they dancing near me? <laughs> don't don't do that. I I absolutely feel the same way. Do you? Yeah. Right. Oh, no, okay. I can imagine. I can imagine you having a fucking blast at a concert. <clears throat> um, it hasn't happened in a long time. Okay. I, I mean, I was at a gig. You don't drink, do you? you don't, no. No. So did was, you ever drink? No. Okay. No. I mean, I, I, no accusation. I don't drink. I, I, I was at a gig about two weeks ago, three weeks ago to see. Um, Zach Wilde's band, Black Label Society. Zach, oh, yeah, yeah, Zach yeah. Wilde was the guitarist for Ozzy Osbourne. Uh-huh. And he's a guitarist I wanted to see for maybe 20 years. Mm-hmm. And I left two-thirds of the way through the gig. Because <laughs> I was like, okay, done that I've now. Seen, <laughs> I've seen that. Okay. And it was just kind of standing there going, I don't really know any of these songs. I don't really like any of these people I'm standing around. Yeah, what, are you, what are you supposed to do? This is the thing. I don't know what to do at a concert. I don't know what to do at a concert when... Like, even when it's music I like, I kind of go, yeah, I'm enjoying it. But, like, I don't know what to do there. I don't I mean, know what I'm supposed right to do. If you're right up at the front, I think you can genuinely stand there and head banging that away and th- feel like you're a part of it. If you're 15 feet from the back of the room, yeah, it's really hard to emphatically get into it. Yeah, yeah. When, when they're so far away, you're watching a postage stamp and you're yeah, thinking, I, this is just, I don't, I, in I'm, the, in the summer, this sounds better in the house. In the summer between, before I turned 16, my uncle took me, this is in, two, this is 2000. My uncle took me to the Leeds Festival, which right, is the nice. Re- which is the Reading the Reading and Leeds kind of carling weekend. It's like a huge three day festival. Um, so he took me to Leeds, um, and I did not know what to do there. <laughs> I there's some some bands I wanted to go and see. So I was 15 years old. I wasn't the most worldly of 15 year olds. You're not so, really arguably the most worldly. No, of, by the end of that no, weekend. Oh no, yeah. <laughs> The things I'd uh, seen, the things I'd seen at fifteen. I saw a drug. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> no, oh man! Oh, but... I have to, right. Sorry, and this I promised I wouldn't talk about this till later. But I, I went to the Osterfolk and Transport Museum today, oh, okay. right, with the kids, and we went, we went into what they have as an old police station. Yeah, right. And we went into the old police station upstairs. The old police station they have a exhibit which is all these kind of policey things. And one of the exhibits, so, so old school uniforms. There's a penny farthing with a policeman beside it. There is also a cabinet filled with drugs. Yes. And in the cabinet filled with drugs is a list of what the drugs are, including their nicknames. And it just amused me so much. I went, oh, fuck, I have to talk about this. So it has, it's like a, like going to the Ulster Museum and seeing like the, the brooches and stuff on display. And there's a little number beside it. And so there's a little thing and it says, number one, cannabis. And then in brackets, it says, blow, dope, hash, weed, wacky, backy, spliff. <laughs> 
this, but my favourite one was LSD slang, acid trips, trademarks, e.g. strawberry, LSD, blah, blah, blah. Uh, ecstasy, E, disco biscuits, or by a brand named Dennis the Menace or rhubarb and custard. <laughs> It just seemed seem weirdly incongruous. Well, hang on, this is at the Ulster Folk and Transport Museum. <laughs> this yeah. is the Ulster Folk Museum, yeah. No, but I thought all the exhibits from it are like from like 200 years ago. No, no, it's, it's like you go into this police station and upstairs and the police station is is a kind of policing through the ages kind of thing. Oh, I've R- been through that thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and this seems to be like a new thing. And there, there it's like, and there's a little, there's uh, they've, they've got like a can of Coke that someone's been using as, as a, a, bong a bong or something. Okay. <laughs> It's well, really... it's not a bite. Anyway, anyway, it's a pipe, sorry, I just I wanted, to, I wanted to say, because oh, yeah. disco okay, biscuits, <laughs> <laughs> it just seems really funny, disco biscuits. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so, <clears throat> all right, me so, not being the most worldly of teenagers, yeah, yeah, yeah. Arrive, arriving at this disco festival biscuits? with my bum bag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I can see it now. I can see, I can see your tie-dyed t-shirt. how else am I going to keep my passport oh. and my money safe? <laughs> Got in this fanny pack. <laughs> So the first band I went to see, I think, were Deftones on the first day, on, on the first day, and I got right up as close as I was willing to go. Three hundred feet. Yeah. <laughs> and started jumping around like everybody else when my bum bag promptly smashed me in the nuts. Oh, <laughs> It's a, oh. I was like, I, I don't think this, this is why. This is why it's called a bum bag and not a, a cock block. I don't think this is for me. <laughs> the bum bag of the concert, the, 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 all of it, all of it, yeah, all of it. Yeah, and yeah, I was I there see, for three. I, I, had, I ended up having a really good weekend, but that, like most well, that, of that was from the people that I met and the experiences. The sec- but the as opposed to watching bands play outside after after seeing Prince, the second concert I didn't go to. Uh, this the same girl I was I was with and said to me, "Do you want to come down to a concert? We've got free tickets." And I went, oh, "Not that fast, really." She went, "It's free." I went, mm. and she went, "Right, well, fuck you then." And I'm going, "Oh, come on, it's Curtis Tigers." <laughs> <laughs> I went to the back and I was listening to it, going, "This is really shy," and I want I want to leave. <laughs> oh, we had an argument that night, I'll tell you. And then the the so the, the uh, so I've only really been to like and I've been with with Annette to a few concerts that she and I remember Annette took you to see the uh, the Lumineers. Yeah, yeah, we had a re- good time with the yeah. Lumineers. I, hey! I mean, hey! <laughs> I I like it when Annette's having a good time. Okay, because at least I can I can feed off that. Such a tender a, lover. Yeah. I'm a Joy sucker, but I can I can feed off that. I can enjoy that. Joy, <laughs> she's having a good time. She's going. Are you having a good time? I'm going. Yes, it's really enjoyable. You're like that person at Christmas. Like I, my, I like to see you opening your presents. That's what the, that's, but the, the, you know, I, I mean, I can't, I can't lie. Are you having a great time? Well, it's all right. I mean, I'd rather be in the house and she, she's dancing away and everyone's dancing. And um, all right. Well, what's 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 the best concert you've ever been to? Ah, right, Have you been to a thing. concert that you genuinely loved, really enjoyed? I went to see Tori Amos in 93 or 4 I, I was single and I went I, I was sorry I was so coming bro- there between was no 92 way, and 93 uh, <laughs> that other girl dumped you yeah, yeah there was no I like I would have gone to see Kate Bush Kate Bush I, number one would have gone to see Kate Bush that's the only person I might have gone to see ever. so you've never seen Kate Bush but I've ne- even whenever she did the concert again I've never seen Kate Bush the, the, like the, the t- concert last she, year yeah, in London yeah. you didn't yeah, go but okay. Kate Bush has never only ever done a couple of concerts so it was never likely to be another one And but Tori almost at the time was kind of oh this is like the new Kate Bush I went, I'll go and enjoy this. And I went to enjoy it. And uh, she opened with Nirvana's, uh, what's it? Uh, 
Tensport. Uh, the one that goes yeah. hello, 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 all oh, that there. Uh, and it was a seated concert. And I was there with my, I was with a female friend who was my brother's girlfriend. And we were there watching uh, the Tory Amos. I was going, I was, I'd go to this on my own. I don't care. So you're going, okay. And it was a seated, a seated concert. I can cope That with. sounds like my fucking dream. Near the front, sat down. No one's allowed to stand up. Fuck you if you're going to try and stand up. You're not allowed to stand up. Which brings me, that'll bring me to another concert. But anyway, the, the bloke holding a pint of beer walked to the front of the stage, right? So uh, Tori Amos is on stage. If you've ever seen Tori Amos uh, perform, she is quite erotically charged at, at that piano. She is grinding on the chair. And, and I mean, it, it is a, she's said in interviews before she orgasms on stage when she's singing. It's all, That's happened to me. So. <laughs> So she's she's kind of orgiastically kind of grinding on this piano. This bloke walks all the way up to this raised stage with a pint of beer in his hand and just stares at her down the central aisle, just staring at her for a good five minutes. And she's singing Nirvana song. And guards come up, these guys, security guards come up, just start dragging him away. The whole time he's just staring at her with his pint in his hand being dragged away. And she's singing Nirvana's Nevermind. Hello, hello, waving at him as he's going away. Hello, hello, hello. It was was a good concert though. And, And... and uh, yeah, so that was the last concert I enjoyed. Okay, Ron, what, what, what is your favourite concert of all time? I was, I was at the Radiohead gig in uh, Mandela in the Mandela Hall. In Mandela, oh no, I wasn't at that. I wasn't at the Mandela one. All no. my concerts are equal worst. <laughs> and that, that was that was something else because that was that was seeing a band that were just about to become one of the biggest bands in the world in a in a fairly small venue. Who, yeah. who, who was that? Radiohead. Oh right, okay. And um, that was really special. But them. did you know that was special at the time that was happening, yeah, or was it afterwards? They, they, you went shit. That was Radiohead. They just released. Okay, computer that yeah. week, yeah, and the album was about to become like, I mean, it, it was one of those things where like every uh, every end of year, every rose has its fall. <laughs> every end of the year, put it you know, where people do those uh, best album of all time polls. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, computer was always like, okay. and everyone's like, oh, it's just because it came out that year, yeah. and then like twenty years later, it's, it's still, still it's yeah. still on yeah. those lists, yeah. and it, it was one of those albums that just it didn't change my life, but I mean, it definitely changed my perspective on a lot of things in music. So to see that band playing that album, yeah, yeah, that yeah. the week it came out was a really, really big deal. I saw yeah. the Arctic Monkeys the week before their debut album came oh, really? out. Yeah, in the Ulster Hall, they were the they were. There's four bands. It was the NME tour, okay, and there was the Mystery Jets, We Are Scientists, Arctic Monkeys, and Maximo Park, um, and. Maxim or Marketing Monkeys were still not top of the bill, even though they were by far the biggest band yeah. there. They but they weren't when the tour was booked, um. So they were on second from last, um. And then after they finished, the place emptied for Maximal Park. <laughs> that seems a bit <laughs> right. Yeah, uh, Tori Amos was supported by uh, what do you call them, the guys that did the theme tune to Father Ted? Oh, Divine Comedy. Divine, Divine Comedy. Comedy before they had any hits. Okay, that was kind of they were kind of was listening to them going, and oh, they're really really good. Well, Divine Comedy is really a he. Yeah, yeah, it was Neil Hammond. Yeah. Neil Hammond. Yeah. But anyway, I, so last night uh, we went, and that we we went to see Queen. Right, so Queen was here with uh, the other guy as the no, lead they singer. Yeah, the, the the band formerly known as Queen, who now have a different singer, and Adam, what's his face? Is it the guy from the? Is it the guy that did the show? He did the the. Did he was he... like X Factor or something. Like that, yeah, 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 yeah. He's really he did... good. He's. I mean, he's really good, and and smashed head on the the thing. Yeah, I'm I'm not Freddie Mercury. You know, but instead of thinking, instead of, instead of me going, let's pretend to be Freddie Mercury, I'm going to sing these songs with you the way anyone would sing a song with Freddie Mercury. So it felt like this is just a big karaoke that I'm part of. Okay. So that was kind of fun. That was good, except two 
bastards in front of us kept standing up and dancing. Which and we were in seats. We were in fucking seats. Where was we the paid gig? for seats. We we were sat in seats and two stupid people kept standing up and dancing and oh just and there was a whole dance section, a whole section at the front. Loads of people were stood up and they get to that fucking section if you want to dance. Don't you, you just determinedly sit in there with your arms folded, go, We're uh, obeying the rules. I, that's the thing and the my rules wife, of my... this rock and roll show dictate we sit down. <laughs> And follow the rules. Yes. Yes, that's exactly what we were doing. Anyway, Annette complained at them. They give us free tickets. They give us free tickets to different concerts. Free tickets to the show. Oh, okay, they, yeah. Free tickets they give us free tickets to the David Bowie experience, which is a kind of knockoff. There's a marks. Like, there's a, 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 you, you like songs sung by someone who's not here anymore? Fancy <laughs> <laughs> a David Bowie tribute night. And it was really, it was really weird because, like, first of all, it's half empty. The the whole, it's it's in the same place. So it was in the Odyssey in the, uh, what do you call it? The C SSE arena, SSE arena, uh, which is a big. It's where the ice hockey goes on. So it's a big venue. So it's the only arena sized venue in Northern Ireland. Is it? But yeah, it's not really. It's, I mean, it's not yeah. Wembley sized, but it is. It is for Northern Ireland. It's a pretty. Jesus. It's the biggest. The David venue. Bowie experience was they they were optimistic enough to book the Odyssey. Well, I don't know if they were optimistic or whether they had an empty room. I, I, it was like, like they cordoned off a whole, like it was like a good third of the thing was the only bit of space being used, and even then, most of the seats were at the front, and and we were seated up at the back and kind of watching it. And it's really funny because Annette, like, it's only after Bowie died that Annette would have listened to some Bowie. She wouldn't have listened to Bowie beforehand. I wouldn't have listened to that much Bowie. I don't know that much Bowie. I like David Bowie, but not you know, not not big fan. So we were listening to this concert, and the first set were all songs that we know, and I was going, oh, "This is one of the ones I know." <laughs> I go, yeah, me too. And everyone in that's a massive Bowie fan. They're all dancing to David Bowie. And I was going, it's really weird when you're at a concert and everyone knows the songs and you're going, yeah, tell me about it. That's me at every single fucking concert. <laughs> uh, and it was just, it was very, it's just really odd. It's like, because the guy's really rake thin and, and goes off in between songs and changes in every single costume. And you're going, that's his life. That's, that's that's not. I mean, well, I'm coming to this concert as a two-hour experience. Do you think but that that's man his life? Is the only man who woke up today? David Bowie died. And went yes. <laughs> Margaret, we're going to be billionaires. No, I don't think there's a Margaret. <laughs> <laughs> and that and I were sad. And this is a, a real conversation we had right in the middle. Of this. She went, "Is he allowed to do this?" <laughs> I'm going to actually, technically speaking, I don't think he is. I really, right, so I'm watching it. So they didn't have, like in a big, proper big concert, they have cameras on the artists and they project that on the screen. So they didn't have the cameras, but they did have a, a screen. Yeah. And the screen was displaying, like, it's, he'd obviously sat down and gone, what would make a really cool rock video for this song? How can I do this? And and so it's like rock video stuff and, and, and you're watching And then we say rock video stuff, you're making gestures with your hands. Like, do you mean like the kaleidoscope that Microsoft yeah, media I mean, player you're, you're would play? Yeah, you're talking about abstract images. Images of, of clouds. Also, rock video and... stuff era, like, 1979. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, stuff that isn't specifically focused to a certain thing, you know. Uh, and uh, But then the one thing that really annoyed me, I'm sitting there going, you know, it's fine, it's okay. You know what, He's, there are certain laws, that there's a performance thing that lets you, performance rights lets you perform a song, you pay a fee for that, and, you know, strictly speaking, Bowie could be a trademark, but also it's very hard to trademark a single name, so he's got that going for him, and it's the David Bowie experience, so he's not trying to pass himself off. Yeah, he's not saying... That's fine. For David and Bowie. then he put up the illustration. You know, do you ever see the illustration of David Bowie through the years, where he's he's different different looks of David Bowie? There was a gift. Yeah, there was a gift yeah. on yeah, of that, yeah, which yeah. is an animation of it. It's a beautiful set of drawings, and he projected that up in the back screen. And I just went, "That fucking bastard!" <laughs> <laughs> 
Because as soon as you start on illustrators, I'm I'm fucking furious. There's <laughs> no way he's got the rights for that. There's no way. There's no way that's a thing he's allowed to do. It's just not, not on. It's not on. It's going. What are you talking about? I go. That look at that. Look, look at, at that. that. And then two seconds later, a dread cover. <laughs> So that annoyed. And then the second set of songs were all songs that and I were going, nope, never heard of any of these. There's a there's a sketch which, um, uh, what do you call her? Oh, God, she's brilliant. Um, Victoria Wood. Uh, Victoria Wood did. There's I just brilliant... took a shot there. Yeah, well done. There's a, there's a brilliant sketch Victoria Wood did of these, this bunch of anoraks sitting around playing a game of, of um, uh, what do you call it, Trivial Pursuit. And in this game of Trivial Pursuit, they're all going, right, Margaret, sure, go. And she throws a dice. Sure, all right, for, oh, you've got a music question. Okay, what's the question? Um, who are the... Uh, uh, a four-piece band from Liverpool. And I'm going, a four-piece band from Liverpool? I don't I Four-piece, don't... No, I don't know, don't know, don't know. And he goes, um, it's the Beatles. And they're all going, the Beatles? No, never heard of Beatles? No, no. It's, and it's really funny. Okay? It? It's really not the way I'm telling it. It's really funny. But it's haunted me. It's haunted me for a long time. One day I'll be the person going, no... Beatles? Oh, I'm al- no. I'm already there. <laughs> I'm already there. I was I watched uh, Seth Rogen's Hilarity for Charity, the the Netflix mm-hmm. special okay. that's on there. It's quite funny. There's a lot of people that I like on there. Justin Roiland from Rick and Morty does a little. There's a little short film that he's made specially for it and whatever. It's it's very good. But then they were joined by musical guest Post Malone. <laughs> I preferred him. I, before, I preferred him when he was just Malone. <laughs> Never. Don't know who that is. Ron, I'm assuming you know who Post Malone I've is. I've definitely heard the name, and that's, that's as far okay. as it goes. Because you're you're a, a fairly big hip hop fan. But is, was he a hip hopper? Uh, he he sang a cover of Return of the Mac. That's okay. a that's a broad stretch of yeah. things. I don't know so anything about. Mark Morrison experience. Yes. So which which I quite enjoyed. So I decided to look him up. But no, it sounds like he is definitely in the hip hop camp. And Return of the Mac was a bit of a a departure for him. Okay. No, that's not ringing any bells. Okay. <laughs> Yep. See. So, okay. Well, at least it's not just me. That's true. That's at least true. It's not just well, me. Well, we we've been sort of skirting. Well, I'm skirted around, but we were talking about we're going to do a review of the Avengers. Should we yeah. do that now? Should yeah. we do that yeah. now? Yeah. I feel so, like there's a lot of ground to cover on this review film. of the Avengers. Have have you, we've week. all seen it. Have we all seen it? We've, we've all seen, all seen it. it. So, so by the this... time you hear this, it's going to be Friday. Avengers will have been out for a week, but we know that so most people. So fuck you if you haven't <laughs> seen it yet. No, we no, know no. that most people won't have seen it yet. So we're going to give you. We are going to talk about everything in the film. If you haven't seen it, if you are planning to see it and you care about going in blind, <clears throat> keeping avoiding spoilers, whatever. If you really want to go in blind, throw acid in your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> then just stop listening to the podcast now. They're not going to be anything. But, but There's not going to be anything else. Whenever... <laughs> yeah, come back and listen whenever yeah, yeah, yeah. you know we get two downloads yeah, that way. Because I know. guarantee you there will be things you'll want to hear. And we live or die by our I stats. I went to see it with my son, so um, th- there's, a, there's, there's stuff I want to talk about yeah, on that So th- for, for anybody that wants to see Avengers or hasn't seen it yet, this is the end of the podcast for you. you yeah, can... so thanks very much for listening. Yeah, um, it was a short one. Yep, skip forward to the theme tune and uh, we'll see you next time. <laughs> I mean, that's a risky game. <laughs> that's a risky game. So, are we going to split it into two? Do you think, or are we going to have a? We're going to continue. No, no, we'll just continue. We'll on just, from we'll here. Just, okay. We'll, we'll have, right. Do we have to pause? Do we have to stop talking for the the gap? For gap. <laughs> we don't need a real time gap for the theme tune. <laughs> oh, are we going to? Yeah, let's let's put the th- let's put the theme tune in now. 
Oh, you have a theme yeah. and so, then, they can hear the, so they can hear the theme song. So they get some sort of closure. Yeah, so okay. they know that it's finished. Okay, so just so you can get some sort of closure, here's the theme tune. And after the theme but tune, don't go away. there if you will be hear, but a if discussion you have, if you've of seen Avengers Infinity War. Bye. Bye. See you soon. Please come back. There's a dark and a troubled satellite. There's a bright and a sunny side too. And though we meet with the darkness inside, the sunny side we also with you. Deep on the sunny side, always on the sunny side. Deep on the sunny side of life. It will help us every day, it'll guide us on the way. So, okay. Hey, welcome back again. And if you're still listening, it's on you. Yeah, it's on we, you. We, we, we've given you as, ma- on, as, as many warnings as we heavy, feel is, is heavy necessary. Spoilers yeah. for Avengers Thanos wins. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, no I want to. I want to lead this off. Right. No, I'm going to lead this. No, off. I want to lead I this off. I saw it first. I went to see it with my son Nathan, who is 13 and has autism on the autism spectrum, and also has a worrying tendency towards kind of super villainy he really he, we were walking down he right? sympathizes he sympathizes very no he's not only no no and the sympathy is not enough <laughs> he is actively annoyed that the villains never win in films okay. well he must have so loved this he, we went to see no let me tell you the full because i tweeted this when we were going down oh I yeah said, no, it didn't, didn't leave see, it for the show no he decided to tweet it out to all of your oh, followers well, I, before. I didn't think i didn't think i look believe me when he said this i thought nothing of it i thought it was so ridiculous i tweeted it so what i tweeted was along the lines of uh, Nathan's Nathan genuinely annoyed at most super at, at all films because he says the villains never win they never win and I said well look Nathan the reason for that is because ultimately all villains are selfish no matter what it is they're attempting to do they're always at their core selfish and so even if a hero is selfish the the point is that a hero's only selfish and that's an that's a, for him that's a flaw for a hero that's a flaw of selfishness and he has to overcome that but for a villain that's their main raison d'etre that's what they're all about uh, it's their pure and utter selfishness now Nathan will never lose an argument Nathan does not he will just keep going and going and going and so we were we we'd had this discussion on the drive up the 10 15 minute drive up to the cinema got out of the car walked along he was still talking about this and I wasn't letting go of this because I I am already worried about what this boy's going to grow up like. Like he <laughs> he is we uh, we've you had, know that he has the internet <clears throat> now. I ha- look I we've had conversations with him about bullying and he's going bullying. I don't care about bullying. No one can bully me. I'm going yeah I know but some people can feel bullied. Well then they should just toughen up. And it's like <laughs> no no I know sometimes you can be bullied even if you feel tough. It can be a thing that happens if someone's unrelenting and stops and you know oh well sure it's never going to happen to me. What's the matter? What's Ron's looking around here? Like, am I we're... seeing light flashing? I think it's the curtain moving. Don't worry. Oh yeah, okay. yeah. As long as, as, long as I'm not yeah. having some sort of stroke or anything, I'm all right. I'm just, I was just checking. All right, sorry, sorry about that, it's listeners. Not that he's stroke. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so you smell I, toast. I, Anybody smell I, toast? <laughs> so 
I, I, we've already got this thing where Nathan is is sort of imper- I mean, he is kind of like it, Thomas fell and hurt himself, and and earlier on today, and, and Nathan Thomas stood above him and laughed. No, Nathan was walking along, and I said, Nathan, what did you do? He says nothing. I didn't do nothing. He just fell, and he's crying, he's in tears, and Nathan's beside him. Nathan's walking away like nothing's happened, and, and I'm thinking, well, he must have tripped him up or he must have pushed him. So I went over to Tom. You fucking go over there and stand there while I talk to Thomas. I didn't do nothing. Thomas, what happened, mate? I fell. I says, well, how did you fall, mate? I just fell. I went, so Nathan, did, Nathan didn't do anything? No. I says, well, you could have hugged him. <laughs> <laughs> this is a superhero. Was, this is a supervillain origin story. Oh, yeah. God, this he is, is just, it's, uh, that's, that's my worry is that Nathan so lacks the, the um, empathy. Uh, empathy and there's a thing called theory of the mind, which yeah. is this, uh, the idea that you can put your, your mind in someone else's shoes. As, 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 not your mind, but you know, you can, you can feel what another person feels by thinking about what they feel. And there, there's a whole, there's this gr- great test about it where um, you, you, you have your, you leave, you send one of the parents out of the room, a psychologist hides a, a coin under a, a book and says to the child, do you think your mother will know that that coin is there? Now, a, a child who has struggled struggles with empathy and struggles with the the theory of the mind will go yeah of course she'll know because he knows mm. so he will just assume she knows what he knows because he's unable to put himself in that in that thought of i've been out of the room when this happened so i don't know what so that's that's one of the uh, that's one of the many markers that they use or they can use to tell is this child on the autism spectrum or not so these are all things that are rolling around your head and nathan's kind of going yeah all villains are, are you know why do the villains never win it seems unfair and i'm going well nathan i hope you're never in charge of people because fuck me i i just don't know what's going to happen no the villain's never going to win here's why the villain never wins nobody wants to see a film where the villain fucking wins and then we saw infinity wars and now the little <laughs> shit will not shut up about how wrong I was. Daddy, you were wrong. Nathan, it's part one. It's part one. No, Daddy, you said that Thanos would would lose and he did not. He thought it was fucking brilliant. He thought it was the greatest thing he's ever seen. Way up there. So anyway, Thanos wins. I was very surprised. That's why I wanted to talk about it because of Nathan's whole thing. So anyway, did, did, what do you make of it? Yeah. You definitely make an argument that Thanos is on the autistic spectrum. Yes, yeah. well, I I would make the argument. Well, Bond, James Bond is, and there's there's a lot of characters that that are. But but no, but the thing is, I one thing I would say that film did is it's very hard for me to argue Thanos is the bad guy. It's very hard for me to go to Nathan. Look, he is the bad guy, because especially right. So the end sequence where half the world is wiped out, half the sentient population of the universe is wiped out, and Thanos sees the sunrise, and you're going, "There's a man who thinks he's done a good job." Yeah, you know, there's no kind of. I think that they've, they've, they've probably done the best. Certainly the best job in any superhero movie. It might be one of the, for me, one of the best executed and most well-rounded villains yeah. in although, cinema. Although that arguably could be because, uh, I've I read this in a few reviews where they kind of basically said, look, this film follows Thanos. This is not yeah. This is not an Avengers movie. It's a Thanos movie with the Avengers in it. And that's the only way to go in a film like this because there are so many There's too many other, too many people. In. Uh, I, yeah. And I saw another review that basically complained, why didn't we find out the origins of all these heroes? And you're going, well, I mean, <laughs> I saw, yeah, how I long s- do you want this film to be? <laughs> there, was a, there was a tweet and it kind of gained a little bit of traction. I think it's from a, a, a reporter for the New Yorker, yeah. I think. And it said that, all of these characters' decisions are, and I'm paraphrasing, but all these characters' decisions are based on motivations and things that happened in other movies. Yes. And, like, and like they're annoyed. Yeah, about yeah. that. It's like, well, 
You don't get to walk into he's Hunger Games sort, catching fire and go, who the fuck's this? Why? <laughs> what, what's happening over there? Where's Philip Seymour he's Hoffman? He's sort of shit you can't... That, that And like the very first superhero movies you started to see, starting with really Batman, um, the, the Tim Burton Batman, where the only origin, a hero can only occur if a villain also occurs. And the villain's origin, the hero's origin must be one and the same and must tied be, up yeah. in a neat bow. Yeah, yeah, there yeah. is no way you can have two fantastical characters with two absolutely different origins it's just every single hero has to come out of one seed yeah. as it were but Thanos and, and um, Josh Brolin's performance throughout the whole film were it was <coughs> well the just CGI brilliant. was incredible yeah. like, we've really I, I mean we to a certain extent we've we've moved i feel like we've come out of out of the uncanny valley as it were i think we're, yeah I mean, like for a lot of this stuff it looks real i mean you could argue it doesn't look quite real enough maybe still but but you can never i think it's, it's hard easier to whenever you're doing something that isn't human though I, is, I still yeah, don't i still don't think we're there for the the princess leia and the moth yeah. tarkin from oh, yeah, Rogue yeah. One. There, like we're one not of, quite there one for of the that. villain characters she has like horns on her head yeah. and she's obviously a cgi character yeah. but uh, like a human in makeup could have played that role and you're kind of wondering yeah. why why didn't you and i can tell it's a cgi but i i think I can buy okay CGI but fuck me that's good CGI yeah but I think that the problem then comes with doing a human in prosthetics yeah. next to three other CGI yeah. then that makes them stick out more I just I always I mean it always makes me think that somewhere there's a field where they're going you know and a cameraman's been sent there to film the whole film and he's got nothing to <laughs> Nothing to film. He's just got to swoop around the background and stuff and go, right, at this point, Captain America's because there's not a single actor really there anymore. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of... The CGI is amazing. It Although, is. All, I mean, all of the things that I've seen lately where CGI is involved has been... It's been um, believable. I, I mean, you, character design is one thing, but, but like, the CGI looks like it's there. It looks yeah. like it's present. Uh, and, you know, the Lost in Space. Like, the stuff that's coming out on TV budget looks like it's there and yeah. real. You know, that's a, a phenomenal thing. Let's take it from the very top. Let's take it from the beginning. <laughs> right, okay. So, we we arrive... So, Captain in, in America, <laughs> the, the first Avenger. <laughs> well, no, Ar- no, no. Iron Man. Iron Man. Ar- oh, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. So, we arrive in the story where, basically, it's, it's on the ship at the, the, at the end of Thor Ragnarok. Um, it actually in one of the it doesn't it a, never, a post-credit sequence yeah. in Thor Ragnarok where they're they're standing going you know, Thor and Loki are chatting to each other about, about what's going to happen next and then Thanos arrives and that is the end of, of Thor Ragnarok yeah. and it is the start of this film it doesn't let up this film no like, it's, it's, two it's and a half relentless of, of we, we arrive bursting. after the battle there yeah. which is kind of an interesting choice and in I, media res it's called yeah I kind of was a bit shocked because the end of Thor Ragnarok, I thought, was kind of this moment of hope yeah. for the Asgardians. And then we arrive in the story. And they're all and dead. They're all dead. <laughs> yeah. Thor is the last of the Asgardians. Yeah. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. But they're gods, and gods can come back to life. Well, I mean, so far Odin hasn't bothered his arse. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> He's lazy. And Freya, or Frigga, or whatever her name is, um, Thor's mum. Yeah. Hasn't, yeah. you know. Yeah. So Thor's so, sister, who was trapped in hell, hasn't. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think they're not really, they're obviously not really gods in this. They're just aliens that happen to live a really long time. Yeah. Um. So Idris Elba's out of the game. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I think that they handle the the characters and the movement really, really well. Because I, if you look back at something like Rogue One, my only qualm with it is in, in the opening, it jumps around too much. You're, you're, I think you, four, five, six different planets mm. over the course of the ta- over the course of the first kind of twenty minutes, half an hour. But with this, you jump to a number of locations with multiple characters, and it doesn't feel wrong, out of place, disjointed. They handle 
they handled it really, really well. It kind of reminded so me of the surprised. two towers, to be honest. I couldn't, yeah, like, I, I, I wanted the film to be good, but in my mind, I thought, there's too many people. They, yeah. they are not going to be able to keep this as a coherent. It's going to be a bit of a mess, and that's what I was expecting, and it's really not. Yeah. It's, it's really I mean, not. One of, one of the things I think they did well was, it was well, what did you make of the humor? Did, did the humor Loved feel, it. yeah. Sometimes uh, it was a bit tonally weird. Yeah. Where you would have a really serious moment, and the next minute, the cracking jokes. Yeah. And it just felt like the levity kind of wasn't really required. They yeah, didn't need the joke. Yeah, just kind of get yeah. a gag in at every opportunity, nearly. Um I mean, some of it in isolation is really funny, but then in the context of what's happening, it's like, no fucking take this seriously, dude. You're yeah. all about to die. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, for some reason, the, the character of Drax is always kind of used to undermine anything nice or that's happening in any, in any scene. Yeah. He always has to come in and say and be Drax-ian. stupid in a scene. And I kind of, I really like that moment where between Gamora and Star-Lord where they have that little sort of, you know, this is our last, yeah, yeah, yeah. Our last moment then, together, and really. Is... And then there's a the comedy Drax moment, yeah, which Drax kind of undercuts that. Yeah. And that's the bit people will remember, and yeah. not the, not the really not, not sort the of nice tender moment. moment you know? yeah. I laughed. <laughs> but I, my, the, my, my experience of going to see this in the cinema was I went to a 6.30am breakfast showing on uh, yeah. on Did they Thursday actually give you morning. breakfast? Yes. Bacon bodies and sausage bodies. Okay. Um, uh, as well as tea free... in the cinema. No, the before or after. Okay. Um, uh, as well as free popcorn and coke. Before? How time do you have to turn up? But before like, you get your breakfast. Like, turn up at like six. Jesus. Like your, what cinema was this at? In the Odyssey. Okay. Uh, and I'm going to be honest. It was one of the best. Uh, apart from the film being great, it was one of the, the best, best cinema experience. Ever had. You go on your own? No, I went with a friend. Okay. I, um, because I actually I, was tempted to go to that because, with a, with because a, I was available, but, yeah. but but I had to be, Annette had to go to college or something, so I had to be back for nine. Well, having a kid, having away. a kid, and working the hours that I work, yeah, going in the evenings just usually yeah. isn't a, a runner. Yeah. So if somebody says here at six thirty you can go and be in work for half nine, yeah, you'd be a bit, if you go to bed a bit early, you'll probably just be fine yeah. for the rest of the day. I am all for it. I really hope they do more, especially for a new release stuff because this is the, they did it for thor ragnarok as well but oh, really? i didn't yeah i didn't make it for that hmm. um so I'll i really you, enjoyed there's no chance of me making it to any half six of <laughs> going <out> anything <laughs> um so yeah favorite bit any favorite bit favorite character does it i mean i feel a bit it's like oh 10 years old this is great but at the same time it, it i don't think anybody thought they would pull it off yeah i don't think anybody was like i was excited for the film but i never thought it would be as good as it is, it is pretty good. And I mean, the the end and just really, I mean, if if it oh, that's 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 one bit I, I do want to talk about. Okay, the end, Spider Man's death. Yeah, that was oh, the only. That was the that's only, a well and up moment. That, yeah, isn't that it? was yeah. the only bit where I was kind of like, where this, every every other character like who something. disappeared in ashes, I was like, well, they're not really getting much of a goodbye here. But yeah. but yeah, Tom Holland really really sold that. Oh my god, that is will. it's gut wrenching. And know, it's the first time it, in it's, any. It's not just Tom Holland. I don't I don't think you can over. Uh, it, it's it's Tom Holland's relationship with with, uh, with Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, yeah, it's it's that kind of father son relationship. It's that that moment is a kind of don't don't let me die dad yeah kind well, of yeah thing. obviously he doesn't have a father yeah and uh he's, he's he hasn't got to live his life yet which yeah. is yeah he, That's, he, he, he it, doesn't it, get to be stoic going, about it he's yeah. just kind of like i'm fucking 14 15 years old yeah. this is yeah. the worst thing even going right back to the sam raimi spider-man movies yeah they've never painted him as a kid 
No. And that's yeah. the way that's the way he should have been from the start, but I guess people just accepted it in the comics, but in film it you know, seeing saw, a kid who's that a, smart I and... saw a great somebody posted on Twitter and said, um about Spider-Man, Steve Ditko was asked to draw what a typical teenager was like, and he drew this isolated, lonely nerd kind. And then, whenever the next artist, I think it was John Romita or someone, was asked to draw what a typical teenager was, he drew this really handsome-looking yeah. dude. <laughs> it's like, ah, right. Do you know, I have never realised that that's because of the people. <laughs> yes, yeah. It's 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 obviously a commentary on their yeah teenage yeah their years, teenage yeah. years rather than than any other specific thing but yeah yeah the the I mean, fact Tom that Holland he's a, is like 22 20 yeah. 21 22 yeah but but like every but he actor that's really young he looks really young but also i mean like the the uh, garland Gar- garfield garfield was he's like in his mid 30s or something he's like ridiculously old for for an actor playing yeah. someone who's supposed to be a teenager um yeah i thought i thought it was i thought it was great i i thought i i was watching it going is it, what right at the end what the f- is this is it, this is it over no way i mean there just must be another hour to go at least but no yeah that was it um, and i've been i've been racking my brain all week trying to figure out how they get out of this and oh well, it seems pretty easy to me i mean i, I mean it's the, the the clues are all there for 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 how that that's yeah. all undone i mean my i, I think it's you know, i don't even need that... to go to the comic to read to see yeah, what what happens there but i mean it seems pretty clear to me that the time st- is the eye of agamotto is is definitely is ta- i mean where and, Dr. and Dr. Stephen Dr. Strange gave up it up because yeah. he's seen he has seen fourteen million versions of of, the, of reality, and, where they all die, and only one would they succeed. And in that one, would they succeed? He must have the, the gauntlet. You know? Yeah. So the, he gives it up because he knows that's that's the key. I know, but I still yeah, but I, I understand that, but I don't. How? Well, yeah, I mean, it's, how it's they, like, be, how I, think, I think the bigger challenge isn't how are they going to undo that and bring back everyone back to life. I think the biggest challenge is how do you undo that, bring everyone back to life, and still make it feel like a worthwhile endeavor to yeah, see that you the don't first want, time. Yeah, what you don't want is something that makes and everything turned out one. to be okay. Yeah, yeah I mean, mm. I, I think they're, I think it's it cheapens things quite a bit if the deaths that didn't happen at the end of the film. Are reversed. Yeah, so if Loki comes back and if Loki, if Gamora, and um, um, oh yeah, my f- my feeling is that essentially everyone will come back who died after the time stone was given in the Infinity Gauntlet. I feel like that's going to be a cut off moment, and there the deaths that happened prior to that yeah. moment will not be able to be undone. You know, and I, and I, I'd feel a bit cheated if if Gamora's death was undone. I'd feel like that's nah. But, come but on, she, you've mean, undone everything like, there. That's, that's the confused because I think she's contracted to be in the next Guardians of the Galaxy film. Could be a flashback. Could be a flashback. Could Hopefully be anything. It's a flashback. Well, they, I mean, the very. I mean, did you you stayed obviously for the end credit sequence? Yes, I was great because there was someone beside me who obviously wasn't a Marvel fan and didn't know anything about what's happening or anything, but has obviously seen enough Marvel movies to know I've got to stay for the end credits because the end credit happens and and Samuel Jackson dies and drops his his pager, which seems to be a nineteen eighties pager with like nineteen seventies. But that makes sense. 80s graphics with color graphics. He drops his pager and up comes the Captain Marvel logo on it, and this girl just stood up and went. Waited that long for fucking this? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck's sake! <laughs> Left. I mean, the pager makes sense in that the the, the Captain... pager makes sense if you know Captain Marvel's the next movie and it's a flashback tale. It, well, it's set in the, it's set in the night. I mean, I love I love the structure of this in that basically Captain Marvel is going to come come in and save the day yeah. in this. Where where she has been the past ten years, yeah. we do not know, but we're assuming probably not on Earth. Yeah, and. Um, yeah, she is a pager, and that's how you contact her. And she, <laughs> the pager is from the nineties, you know. Yeah. So, 
I, th- I thought that was a great little detail, you know. Yeah. But it's uh, yeah, I got terribly excited at that moment. Yeah, it was it was cool. It was good. I mean, yeah, it, it did feel like fuck. That was just. I think the ending. It's really weird because there's so many brilliant things that happen in it, but it, they happen at such a pace that you can't really stop it. And I like when the yeah, Guardians I, of the Galaxy I think it's definitely going to benefit from at least one rewatch, and I'm, yeah. I'm probably going to go and see it again tomorrow. Yeah. My son's, uh, all his mates were going in the next day. Yeah, into school. He says, "Daddy, they're all going. Everyone's going." But I've already seen it, so <laughs> I and I can tell him if anyone annoys me today, I can just tell him I'll spoil Guardians of the Galaxy or I'll spoil the Avengers for Whoa. you. <laughs> I go, that's it. You can't really do that. He says, "I, I says." Did you have to spoil it for anyone? He says, well, I told one person that somebody died in it, but they didn't believe me anyway, so it doesn't matter. God, he's like Mephisto. <laughs> he really is. He is going to grow. I, I just have to make sure. My worry is that like, if something terrible were to happen to me and Annette, Nathan will not turn into Batman. He will turn into some other more horrible. He'll turn into the Joker. That's my, that's my biggest concern. Uh, so we've got to stay. We've got to stay alive and stay fine. Um, I don't think what else is worth talking about in the film. That was, no, uh, that's that the was problem with it. It's like if we have a conversation about it, you want to talk about that ending, but also what else is it? Like it, it blows away your memories of almost everything else in it. You come out with such a strong impression of that end bit that you're left going, "What else happened in that film?" I mean, I thought it was interesting that the only that the main chunk of characters left at the end are the original. Yeah, yeah, which. I don't think all of them are safe. No, no I, I, my, my prediction is that uh, Tony Stark and Captain America will both die. In the what was arms. going on yeah. with the Hulk? Do you think? What was go- I mean, a lot of the decisions made were are. It feels like now there's a lot of character decisions being made because they're going to line up movies for later on. They're they're putting putting dominoes in place. So, what was going on with the Hulk? I was trying to figure out: is this anything to do with? Um, the universal deal where they can't have the Hulk in, in but but he can't have his own. He film. can't have his own film. He can be. He can appear in other people's films. Yeah, but he well, can't he's have appeared his own in plenty film. of other yeah Avengers and and thing. So I decided it wasn't that. Yeah, but there must be. A, I, I mean, I was absolutely waiting for a moment where the Hulk bust out of the, jumps out of the Hulk buster yeah. suit. I thought that was just a, a moment a given, that yeah. they were building up to, where yeah. this just this giant creature just bursts out. Yeah, um, and when it didn't happen, but the, the Hulk kinda... and the Vision. Their problem, I mean, like this is a problem that happens in the comics all the time, where you have your superpower and your superhero, and your superpower is X, and the villain defeats them because the superpower X isn't quite powerful enough, and then they they are defeated and they have to come back and defeat the villain. The only way they can do that is by overcoming something, and then they're even more X plus one, and that happens for so many years that eventually it's X plus nine million, you know. So their power is now overpowered, and the vision already seems like the most powerful entity in in the Avengers universe, so get rid of him nice and yeah. early. I mean, un- unless the Hulk the Hulk entity realizes that his strength isn't what's what isn't what's needed and Banner is what's needed. Do you know what I was waiting on what I actually thought might happen but didn't was that the uh, a Hulk would break out of that, but not the Hulk. But not the Hulk. Yeah, so I was expecting a grey Hulk, but the smart grey Hulk. Well that's actually probably that's probably right. That's probably what's heading the direction. Yeah. I reckon it's gonna be like the the ultra smart Hulk yeah. will come out, or the the the, the amalgamation of there could, both there could of them. be there could be Banner needs to go away and figure because out how to get Hulk. Because it does seem he, he, is, he does seem to be having a dialogue with Hulk yeah. now, which yeah. he, which wasn't what was happening before. Um, Susie pointed out that maybe it's the Hulk trying to spare Banner. Yeah. Because at the end of Thor Ragnarok, you know, he says that he can't turn him back into the Hulk because he'll never turn back again. Oh, okay. Um. So, you know, after he after he's the Hulk at the end of Thor Ragnarok and turns back into Banner. Yeah. Maybe the Hulk also realizes that he, you know, he doesn't, he isn't, he won't be able to change back mm-hmm. again. I can't remember. Was the Hulk in it at all? No, he wasn't. Not at the start. No. Or he, at the very start, he has a fight with Thanos. 
He's and a, and, and then, he was defeated, wasn't and he? And then Heimdall uses the Bifrost to send him oh, to yeah, yeah, Earth. Yeah. I don't understand why Heimdall just didn't send the fucking three of them back in the, in the Bifrost. Thor, Loki, and the Hulk all sitting right beside each other, and he just warps the Hulk back and leaves the other two. Yeah, I kind of was wondering that too. I mean, I I thought originally when he when he uh, summoned it, I thought he was sending them. Yeah, all. yeah, and, and then, then the Hulk arrives and like, yeah. oh, okay, and then. But I'm sure they have their reasons. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure. I mean, they had to have Loki killed. They had to have Loki killed. They had to have Thor in space with the Guardians of the Galaxy. So, like, it's just story things. But it's like, what did you think of Thor getting an eye? Do you think that was just like we can't have our, get, like, our, our very attractive young man with an eye patch on? Yeah. <laughs> we have. I mean, to I thought he looked like cool that. with the I eye like patch. That. I, I thought like... it was a, it was a funny it, like they handled it well. It was a nice funny moment. I like but... that they built they've built they've built that rocket raccoon thing up of of the someone wrote, wrote in the first story. Let's have him steal this guy's leg just yeah. for a laugh. That'll be funny. But now it's a thing. Now, now yeah. it's become yeah. a thing. But now they're always... going to have to CG his eye in every know, fucking so he, shot, yeah, and says, that just sounds like a pain in the ass. He says to the Winter Soldier, "I'll have that arm later." Yeah, that was a funny bit too um yeah i mean yeah will even be in it they'll just cgi all of them what do you think of the dwarf of of um of peter nicholas yeah Yeah, that was great the fact that he was enormous i mean i buy him as uh, whatever he wants to do i will buy him as that if you make an action figure of him i'll buy it just just stop with the english accent it's just not very good it always sounds fake and forced Maybe it's this notion that dwarves are some sort of like English folklore thing, and they and he has to <laughs> could be. Well, I mean, I don't know. Maybe he likes to do the English accent. Maybe he loves it. I, I did really enjoy that whole sequence at what is it, Neville Demir or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, yeah. I really liked all of that stuff. Yeah, um, and really enjoyed the bit where you know, Groot you know, supplies the handle. Yeah, and where yeah, Groot finally puts his video game down and realizes oh, I've got to do something here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I quite like that line about uh, you, you. You understand Groot, and he says, "Yeah, it was an elective." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a stupid joke, but yeah, um, there's a, there's a lot of the guy. Yeah, there's a lot of the guys in it that are written from a comedy writer's. This is a funny joke, you yeah. know. And they're well, they're not. This is a natural part of the character. No, it's just a funny joke. They, apparently, they had the directors of each of the individual films I punch up the there. lines. So Tiago Watiti did. Okay. Thor, did for Thor punch up yeah. with Thor and the characters from that, and the same with uh, James Gunn on Guardians yeah, of the Galaxy. Yeah, he picked the song for them appearing yeah. in, which I mean that makes sense right. because you know, the, the directors that have the most affinity for those characters. Yeah, you know, kind of. It's one of the things I, I've voices. always I've always felt was a problem with with um, movie. You know, d- taking the comic universe and transposing it to to film is that one of the things you instantly lose out on is the distinct voices of artists. You know, you can't have a Kirby esque. Fantastic Four, and you can't have you know um, a John Johnny Romita Junior uh, Spider Man, but yep. they, because you know they 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 are an entire vision of that. But I mean, I like that they've got directors that have a distinct voice, if nothing else. Yeah. You know, and and uh, you know, like Ragnarok is the one that I think is the most kind of distinctly its own little thing, although it leans heavily on on Kirby esque stuff. Yeah, it really does. But I, I can't. But you know, they've they've what they've done with this film is kind of color everything that goes before as well so now mm-hmm. if you watch Thor Ragnarok that's not a happy ending yeah. because you're aware that within sort of 30 minutes of the end of the episode <laughs> they're, all, they're dead. all dead yeah well I mean that, that's the, that's the thing it, it so when I you know um, when I was younger I was drawing comic, comic characters where did Valkyrie go yeah she just disappeared and Korg if, 
Yeah, and Ant Man. I mean, there was passing lines about some of the characters. About Ant Man and Hawkeye. Ant Man yeah. and Hawkeye, or I don't know what they're doing. They're off running around. Um, well, Ant Man's off being in his own film. Yeah, but what I was going to say is, is that one of the things as as um, there was a, for a while on Twitter, there were a lot of artists talking about we should stop drawing creator or co- company owned characters because yes, that's what fans want, but also you know we're feeding the you know strictly speaking, you shouldn't be doing it anyway. Yeah. If you if you're doing these things or somebody else trademark but also it you know it, it's really you're servicing their material you're yes. not servicing your own thing but the problem with that is that um i mean if you draw captain america in a situation the weight of you know 70 years of publishing of captain america comes with that drawing it's free it's all there free you draw something with that character and it's all there it has all that weight with it and similarly with wolverine and and dread it's got you know, no matter what kind of drawing you do, even if it's a very simple one, it's got all that weight and pathos all in there. If you draw your own character, I mean, even Hellboy, when Hellboy started, if, you know, if I Mainola drew, drew Hellboy or drew Hellboy and the first Hellboy he drew is kind of this goofy looking monster thing. And it was like, there's no weight there. It's just a, another goofy looking monster thing. Now Hellboy has a weight. So a character draws Hellboy and there's that 20 years of material already sort of essentially ready and inside there that anyone looking at it feels that sort of weight um the marvel movies have been like that they have up until you know there's 10 years of marvel movies those first movies that come out are are still feel a bit when they came out flimsy character you've got to explain who they are they don't have history and weight but now they do and now you can do something like that. Now you can it can color everything that's gone previously yeah, I mean, and I, everything afterwards. I felt that particularly about Doctor Strange. Yeah, where I I struggled with the Doctor Strange film because I kind of felt like they spent so much time trying to get to what makes Doctor Strange so fantastic mm-hmm. that there wasn't an awful lot of that in it. But yeah. in this film, they don't bother with any explanation. He just is amazing. Yeah, he is what he is. Yeah, And, and they, they really channeled the powers in a really interesting way. Yeah. And lots of really interesting visuals attached to that. Yeah. Because they don't And you have, don't need to go... They this, don't have to he does magic. He does magic. That's what he's doing. Everything this guy does is fucking and that bonkers. And that comes yeah. back to some of the jokes that, for people that missed it. Oh, I love that bit where Stark. Strange kind of opens his arms up and there's like 20 different arms behind him. Yeah, and then I, I wish it, wasn't, it yeah. didn't turn into a basically there's 20 versions of me now and you don't know which one it is because that's like such a trope of sci-fi and things. But I, I love the visual of him with 20 different arms like Vishnu or something yes. and, and, and doing something weird with each of them. That, that's kind of cool. Uh... Yeah, well, Stark keeps making the joke about the magicians. Who's this guy? Oh, he came to steal the magician's necklace. Yes. And he yeah. keeps making that joke. So he's just compounding the fact if you haven't seen it, this guy's a magician. Yeah. That's what he. This is what he does. Yeah. At this point, though, who's going to see these films who haven't seen? Well, this is interesting because my my brother's uh, my brother was around last night babysitting with his girlfriend, and he was watching Guardians of the Galaxy. And he was saying she's never seen any of the Marvel movies, and he's trying to convince her to go see Avengers. And it's like she's going, "Well, I don't know if I'll get." It. I says, you, "You'll probably enjoy it." The only thing is that. Whereas most of the Marvel movies explain the origin of the character and they never introduce more than one or two fantastic elements. It's always, you know, Captain America is Captain America and and the Red Skull. We should talk about that. Um, Red Skull. Uh, and then, but they have a similar origin and then uh, Ant-Man is one man and you get a little explanation about the other villain who's got a similar origin. And so, uh, and, and you know, Iron Man is Iron Man and his villain who's got a similar, and that, that's the way they've, they've built him. And now it's like, no, you've just got to have to fucking accept that there's a guy who does magic that's yeah that's just all there is to it you have to accept that that's the way it is you have to accept there's a kid who's got spider-like powers because 
that's what you're getting. Well, interestingly, I mean, they haven't shown, they haven't bothered with an origin story for Spider-Man this Ever time around. Yeah. They just said it's a whole thing, yeah. which is kind of a great nod to the audience and going, you all know how this happened. Yeah. There's been we a, do not need to explain it. There's one of the books and two films yeah. already. Isn't if, it Banner that is sort of walking around, there's there's an ant, there's a Spider-Man and an Ant-Man. Ant-Man. It's yeah. like, what? What's going on? Yeah, that's funny because it's like, I have been out of the movies for three or four movies and now I'm back and what, what's happened? What, there's so many of us now. I mean, if anything, uh, the, the thing I would have liked to have seen more would have been more character stuff. I would have loved to have seen just a scene with uh, Hulk and uh, Black Widow on their own. Yeah. For just Hope, give yeah. me 30 yeah. seconds. It was funny right at, right at the start where where um, Captain America turns up with, with uh, Black Widow and, and thing. And, and you're watching Vision and the Scarlet Witch who've got superpower, actual superpowers yeah. fight some villains and they are losing badly. And then three humans turn up and beat the shit out of them. Yeah. And I'm sitting there watching the thing going, is this an allegory about white power? Because it, it feels like it might be. <laughs> it feels like it's kind of saying, hey, look, we're white people and we're going to rescue everyone. Falcon's like, not white. That seems, what? Falcon. Oh, yeah. I know, but it's an allegory. <laughs> it just it felt really weird that hey, but Vision, but Vision and Scarlet Witch are both white. I know, I know. Okay, it's not an allegory that scans well. <laughs> yeah, but, but by thinking about it, if I overthink yeah. it, yeah, yeah. O- but overthinking, you, it? overthinking it was that overthinking it by underthinking it. Um, I, I guess what you're saying is that the Russians and technology can't get the job done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So they have to bring in some Americans. Yeah, it just it just seemed it's like oh yeah, why, the, why the, the Scarlet part... Witch just ditched the Russian accent? Yeah, yeah, she's just basically yeah, I think she American said. with a Russian name. I forgot about that. Now. Yeah, I forgot yeah, she that had she an was accent. I wouldn't have one. called it a Russian accent. Yeah, because um, she definitely had a Russian accent. That was in, quite a touch. I mean, that feels like uh, a whole Avengers. other movie. That bit in Scotland was going on there. Like well, that's a whole weird other to film. Think the Scottish film board were like, come here, do something here. <laughs> And everyone in Belfast is going, those fucking bastards <laughs> in ice cream, we could have had this. Those <laughs> bastards, we could have had that bit. Nah. Vision, he's hiding out in Wellington Park. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but anyway, Red Skull turns up, what do you make of that? That was kind of a cool little cameo. That Pointless, was a nice, but nice cool. cameo. I enjoyed that as a sort of tying up a loose end. Yeah, yeah because what, the happened, question was, what happened? Where to did him? he go? Yeah. yeah. But also not played or voiced by Hugo Weaving. Was it not? Was it just someone doing an impression? Yeah, it was a guy. I I, I only know because I, I thought it was as well. I thought because it sounded just like him, but I read an article uh, yesterday that I can't remember the guy's name now. But a guy who is kind of known for being able to do impressions and considerably cheaper. Uh, yeah, well, Hugo even didn't want to do it. He said after he did the first one that he hated the prosthetic That's process right, yeah, he did, and he, he would never do it again. Mm. Um, I couldn't figure out if it was, was it prosthetic or was it CGI. CGI. Yeah, I don't know if it. I don't know if it was prosthetic or CG. It seemed like the sort of thing would be a lot easier to do with CG. No? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. So it's not Hugo Weaving, which um, is a little disappointing, but. Yeah, I didn't care. Nah. I wasn't I thought I'd be more annoyed about Thanos stitching the helmet, but I wasn't. I thought yeah. I thought I'd be miff because he looks just like weirdly like a bald bloke. I don't know why I think Thanos needs a helmet when he's like a part of a god, but at the same time the helmet looks just as part of the visual, it just looked cool. But when you see it in the photos, it's like, Where's that helmet? Why is he not wearing a helmet? But he took it I mean he was wearing it and then took it off and was like, Okay, I'm 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 fine with this. 
Yeah, I mean, I think Marvel are getting stronger on their villains. I mean, I yeah. think Killmonger was an excellent villain for Black Panther. Yeah. I, mean, I think he was the first really good villain that they yeah. had apart from Loki. I get mean, Killmonger, because, I mean, and again, Nathan goes, Killmonger's motivations weren't selfish. I mean, he, he was sort of selfish. They were, was a they selfishness were understandable. Understand it, relatable maybe, but, but, but I, still haven't selfishness. Seen, I still haven't seen Black Panther. I'm going to yeah, go see it it's tomorrow. It's really good. Yeah, really I'm going to see it tomorrow. Because all the stuff in Wakanda in Avengers was just great. Yeah. Like, it looked beautiful. The characters seemed great. And he, and he all those characters are, are really great and yeah. like they're all sure he as 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 sister was a real kind of yeah i found myself character. really worried about her in the scene where they come into uh you know where the when thanos's forces invade the medical bay yeah and i was like hang on a sec yeah don't, <laughs> don't. do not hurt shuri because <laughs> i really like that character yeah um but so yeah. yeah but villain villain wise i mean thanos also has a a motive and direction he's going in which while it's it's clearly the ravings of a madman yeah is it though is it is it nathan would tell you it's not (laughs) but but it has he has a logic behind it yeah Yeah. and i and And i it's it's not i want to conquer the galaxy i I said to nathan look if thanos like he's good nathan's not uh, uh, thanos isn't selfish i'm going yeah uh, no it's not no he's not selfish he just thinks there's too much of too many people wipe half of them out i'm going yeah it's not i mean i can see that you're saying it's not selfish i can sort of agree but if he has that infinity gauntlet he can do anything why doesn't he just double the available space (laughs) which would have the same yeah yeah just make everything more (laughs) make all the people half the size i mean we're talking about infinity here just Double it just to have twice that. I mean, Thanos' origin in this is that he's a philosopher, mm. and he, you know, he's been ignored by people on his planet. You know, a bit of a bit of a Superman kind of throwback. Okay, there. I didn't, I didn't get any of his his origin you know, story well, at all. Well, he's, he's, I don't know why I didn't. You know, but he, I, he I was just telling the, his people that he is, he has a solution, which yeah. is to wipe half the people out. And they yeah. think, well, that's that's he's a madman. Yeah, and the, his whole goal is to basically act out his his. Uh, his economic policy yeah. on the galaxy. Yeah, yeah. Because it, they didn't listen to him and his planet was destroyed. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the film, you're right, he's sitting there like he feels like he's done a good job yeah. and he has sacrificed stuff for that. Yeah. You know, now we might, you know, we're, we're watching that and we might think, well, he hasn't sacrificed much, but I mean, he genuinely does seem to love Gamora. Yeah. And it really hurts him to, to basically throw her to her death. Yeah. Um, that was also a good, that the whole sequence was really good and I actually felt the emotional heft of that with from from the CGI Thanos, yeah, I, I, you know, it's like, oh, Gamora hasn't realised. Yeah, she has no idea. He knows what he's about to do. Everyone really else hope, does. I, like, Gamora's going. You don't love anything. He's going. Oh no, he does. He loves you. He loves you. Yeah. Don't turn around. I mean, that that was you know one of those occasions where you get to see a, a CGI creature really acting as mm. well. You know, I mean, it's 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 you know normally you need an Andy Circus behind that to kind of yeah really yeah. sell things. But yeah, I guess, yeah, actually, that's a the, good point. The look that's in his the face. only other time that you've kind of seen that is in the Planet of the Apes movies or which, Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Lord, yeah, or which the the Apes movies are kind of probably to a more because Gollum is essentially a human-esque character. He yeah. was and has just been ravaged by age and um, and whatever. But the circus has made animals yes, like he's... into kind of believable and empathetic Start characters. with King Kong and then doing Planet of the Apes. Yeah. He, he, sell, he can sell emotion. But, yeah. yeah, but I mean, like, surely any actor could do that. Well, there's, no, there's, I mean, there's a, good a reason, there's a reason they only go to Andy Serkis, and it's not just because he can move like a monkey. I, that's I, not, that's... I think the reason is because he's done a couple, and everyone goes, let's just get him, he's cheap. No, I, he, I guarantee that he's not cheap. He's, an, uh, oh, he's yeah, won an Oscar? Right. 
Yes. Or at least Oscar nominated. I think he's Oscar nominated. Yeah, he's but not cheap. It's, I think it's definitely a thing where it's really hard for... Um, yeah, I'll turn on the light and sound. <laughs> uh, I think it's really hard for a lot of actors to act with nothing coming yeah. back yeah. at them. And, you know, he's kind of perfected that. And I think yeah. Josh Brolin did a really good job of doing the same thing. Basically acting in a vacuum. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think vacuum he's... Vacuum acting. I don't think he's... Uh, He's going to get an awful lot of credit for it, but I think he did a fantastic job. I hope they don't bring Gamora back. I didn't realize she was on for another like, third Guardians film. I'm kind of... That's what... This kind of whole thing about knowing that they're contracted for three films. So yeah, that's, that's I was kind of surprised of that whenever whenever he chopped Drax and Mantis into pieces, that he kind of reconstituted them again. I didn't yeah. see the point in that. I, I, right, so here's my thinking on, on that, because I, I, my head canon automatically goes, all oh, right, I know, I understand how that works now, uh, was that without the po- without all of the Infinity Stones, nothing that he does is um, permanent. permanent. Oh, yeah. But also, equally, it suggests that everything he does is reversible. Okay. Ah. No, that's not what I took from it. Well, fuck He'd you. He'd been using the reality stone. Uh-huh. To touch, to to, to mess reality. with that, to change with that yeah. that reality. So and then he changed it back again once he left. Yeah, but he didn't change them. I, no, he, I he, mean he, it's like he in, in, enacted something that was happening, and and I mean whatever way. It's not like I flick the switch and reality changes this way. I flick the switch and reality changes that way. Is it only permanent when he's thinking about it or kind of wishing? Yeah. So, it or so once once he leaves, they are gone from yeah. his mind, so that it, it turns back again. Yeah. So, but but when he's got all of the Infinity Stones, then whatever he does is no longer a, a, a thing that he has to think about yeah. or consider. You know, because uh, it's reality and everything else. It's everything. Um, anyway, it's it's kind of interesting. To, it's stupid that you can have conversations like that. It's ridiculous. We're grown adults. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it was a good I'm film. I just don't know if we have to wait until May. Go and see it again is my recommendation. Yeah, I'm going to go tomorrow. I'm gonna oh, yeah, go, yeah okay. I'm going to see Black Panther and uh, Ooh, Avengers God, that's tomorrow. a long day. Yeah, I know. That's <laughs> a long day. It's going to take up got... most of my time. Wow. But I won't watch it again until it's out to buy. I mean, I, I generally don't go and see things twice in the cinema. Nathan wants to go and see it again, but not not the next He's day. He's going to take notes. <laughs> He's taking notes. So I just have to collect all How these gems. How can I be more like Thanos? Yeah. Although, I mean, I, there's a bit where... This is sometimes stuff happens in a film and you're watching it and you're thinking, a character has to make that decision. And, and that's the way they decide. It's like, it's you know, a character's wearing a certain clothing. You've got to go... Okay, that looks cool. But also, they that that character woke up in the morning and went, "What am I? What am I wearing today? I'll wear this shirt." You know. So we got a, like a close up of Thanos's head, and you could see you could see he shaves his hair. <laughs> <laughs> you see stubble on his head, and it's like, oh, so he shaves. He shaves. That's not. He's not bald. He shaves that. It's like Thanos wakes up in the morning and goes, "I'm going to shave oh, my head." I hope head there's now. a flashback where he's got like long flowing locks, like like uh, Kurt Russell in the start of the start of <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm, I'm so upset. <laughs> I kind of, well, something I was surprised about. Well, I mean, it's just a it's just a small thing, but when the film starts, he has the Power Stone, mm-hmm. so he's already been to Xandar and destroyed presumably yeah. all of the Nova Corps as well. Yeah. yeah, I assumed at some stage they were going to make a Nova movie. Yeah, so. Will in the next, um... but Nova Nova movie will be easy because it'll it'll be a single Nova agent dying landing on Earth and leaving the helmet with a kid. Boom, done. Well, I was wondering in the next film, Is will, it they, will they do a flashback to the events just before the start of this maybe, film? Maybe. You know, I mean, just to kind of but yeah. Where, I mean, where do where do the events of all the next event, uh, all the next Marvel movies take place? Well, that's the thing. The only ones that are going to come out before Avengers two are Ant Man and Captain Marvel. 
So Captain Marvel's set in the '90s, so it doesn't it doesn't matter. I'm It'll interested to see July. what they do with, with I would, Ant Man. I, 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 I think Ant Man's going to be set before any of this. I think it's it would probably take, after Civil War. It would and take this. enormous balls, right? It would take enormous balls, and be I doubt they'd ever do it. But can you imagine if Ant Man plays like a normal Ant Man film until about the halfway mark when Thanos kills everyone, and then Ant Man's the only one left? He's going, "What the fuck just happened?" Well, do you know what? <laughs> that, would, that would be interesting. I thought you, you the way you were going to go is just he hears about what's happening with Thanos and goes fuck that no no no. i'm not I'm getting, I'm I, not I, getting I mean, involved in that if, shit if, if that film takes place within the same time frame yeah. as the as the well, avengers you said that i think at the very end of that that, film, that, that, that could, happen. That could yeah. be a flashback sequence if, yeah. if there is going to be one or not the flashback the end credit sequence will be that oh yeah. what if that what if the villain in ant-man whoever that may be is just about to kill ant-man or wasp and, and dies just about, and then just turns to ash and just I see, away. I mean, it would be an unsatisfactory, unsatisfactory <laughs> film, but I mean, yeah, if we It'd want these a, things all to tie together, it'd be great yeah. for those people who have not seen Avengers, yeah, <laughs> and goes, what, 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 what happened? happened? <laughs> anyway, yeah, we tried that, to end the show about three times. Yeah, now, so yeah, this is it time. for us. Like, thanks for listening again. If you uh, want to talk to us about anything, if you want to hear us talk about anything, we won't talk about it. I'm sure, but specifically be, podcast yeah, related. If you want to talk about, if you want to suggest something, I can get annoyed about. That's fine. Um, to, uh, get in touch with the show on our at Sunnyside Pod Twitter account. Isn't that right? Uh, that very slowly. That's but because yes. I was trying to think of the right combination of words. Uh, and then uh, we're also on our website, is where you're listening to this from now, probably. But the Sunnyside Show dot com. Uh, thanks for listening. From me, PJ. Bye. Goodbye. And from me, Ron. Bye bye. Bye bye. Our intrepid hero, Ron, swears off modern toys forever. <laughs> <laughs> You were looking at me like right in the eye the whole time, and I was like, "Ron's gonna do something." He did. He did do something. And then he did. He belched. And then he did. (laughs) I curiously sounded like (laughs) Hypnotoad.